Hello, folks. This is your host, Tammy Tucky, and you are now listening to the Tierra Talk Show. We bring you rare interviews with the makers of Disney magic. Whether they be singers, actors, imagineers, animators, they have all made their mark on the Disney name. Be sure to check out the show notes, other episodes, contests, our social media pages from Facebook to Twitter, and more on our official website at www.thetierratalkshow.com. Are you looking to plan and book an upcoming Disney vacation? Contact the Tierra Talk Show's official travel agent, James from Destinations in Florida, by visiting destinationsinflorida.com backslash tiara for a free quote. The link is also included in the show notes on our website. All guest opinions are theirs and theirs alone and do not represent the opinions of the Tierra Talk Show or the host. The Tierra Talk Show is not associated with the Disney Company. Thank you for tuning into this week's episode. And from all of us here at the Tierra Talk Show, have a hoop de doo day. Sounds just like a guitar, but it's only got one string. So clap your hands and stomp your feet and try to keep right with them. One short thing the Bear Band's got is real old country rhythm. I'm excited to welcome this week's Tierra Talk Show guest. Disneyland and Walt Disney World voiceover artist and actor, Peter Renaday. Welcome to the show, Peter. Thank you very much, Tammy. Very glad to have you on the show. I got to see you in person and meet you in person at the D23 Expo in 2013. I wanted to kind of start out with this because they started something new where they talk with the voices of the theme parks. And I was so excited to see you were on stage with other people like Corey Burton and Bill Rogers. And I just really wanted to know, what is that like to get together with so many people who are also voices to other attractions of the theme parks? Oh, that was that was terrific. It's always fun to see Corey because he and I are pretty good friends. And uh, I had met Bill for the first time that at the D23 convention, but that was quite a quite an extravagant uh, thing. I couldn't believe that there were so many people there. There were thousands, I guess. <laughs> yeah, it's like 40,000 Disney fans all crammed into one big convention center. Oh, my God. And, but it was really nice to see you on stage, and they would play rare clips that nobody had ever heard of before, like bloopers or outtakes or things that are in the theme parks that you can't hear unless you're in the attraction or ride. I thought that was fascinating. And one of those that they played was the Country Bear Jamboree, which you were involved with this project as Max and Henry, which are two really fun characters, two very different characters. One's only a head and one's a full bear. Right. (laughs) (laughs) And I, I love going to the Country Bear Jamboree. It's so much fun. Why do you think it has such a fun appeal to so many audiences? Well, I don't know. I think a lot of folks are country music fans to begin with. That's why probably Country Bear has been such a popular attraction for so long. A lot of people tell me, oh, I wish they'd put it back in the park. How long was the time between recording the original show as opposed to the Christmas and the summer productions of the Country Bear Jamboree? Oh, it seems to me there was quite a bit of time, uh, several years. The Country Bear original show was recorded at the studio on the big Stage A, uh, soundstage, where they recorded full orchestras and everything else. Uh, the other two were recorded at uh, WDI, or as we always called it, WED, but uh, that's uh, in Glendale, in a smallish uh, recording studio, very nice recording studio, but I remember Thurl, Ravenscroft, and Frank Welker and I doing 
doing some of the voices and songs together there. You guys uh, all came back together to revisit those characters. Did you guys have any throw off any jokes off of one another that maybe made it into the show that you didn't think would make it into the show? <laughs> no, it was pretty tightly uh, scripted at that time. And we weren't, nece- although we were there together, we weren't necessarily recording at the same time. I remember Frank doing uh, the little uh, raccoon on top of Henry's hat, having a good time with that. The show was quite different uh, in in that it had a different musical director. George Wilkins did the musical direction for the two other shows. We cannot not mention the Mark Twain Riverboat because I love going on the Mark Twain Riverboat and then getting over to the island. So with the Mark Twain Riverboat, you're voicing Mark Twain, of course. Um, Did you ever get a chance to go up to where the the boat driver, we can call them a boat driver, ever was driving the boat so you could actually experience the attraction up with them instead of... Yeah, I did. I was there one time and happened to be wearing one of my Disney Studio jackets. And when they saw that, they said, oh, you work at the studio? I said, yeah, I have. And they said, oh, come on up to the top here. And uh, while standing there, I was pretty close to the speaker. And I'm listening to the, the narration, and I'm thinking, gosh, that, that voice sounds familiar. And then I realized, <laughs> oh, it's me. That's why it sounds familiar. <laughs> it had been so long since I'd done the Mark Twain thing that I'd forgotten about it. And one, and another attraction a lot of fans really miss is the 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea, which, of course, you play, you voice Captain right. Nemo in that show. With that role, were you kind of taking away from the actor who portrayed Captain Nemo in the film? Were you trying to copy what he was doing, or were you trying to set your own creative spin to it? No, I was trying to get as close to James Mason as I could, which wasn't, to me, all that close, although some people think that it is. But uh, I'm not really uh, one who does impersonations that often. Now and then I'll be hired for an impersonation. I came as close as I could with with uh, James Mason and never got to ride on the Nautilus. I never did get to Walt Disney World to to see what it felt like or what it sounded like. But you've done a lot of live-action film roles, and I'm such a big fan of the older Disney films from Million Dollar Duck to The Barefoot Executive and also Kurt Russell and Computer that wore tennis shoes. So you make a a lot of appearances in these films. Is it just coming to an audition? Yeah, usually they just call me and say, uh, hey, we got this. Uh, They were always pretty small roles, supporting roles. But... uh, on occasion, they just call me up and say, uh, show up on stage, too. Somebody didn't sh- didn't show up, an actor got sick. <laughs> One I did was for that, uh, I think it was a four-part TV show called Willie, Willie and the Yank with uh, James MacArthur and Kurt Russell when he was just a little kid. He was about 10 or 11. And I had to play a nasty Yankee soldier who kicks him out of the barn. He, I see this kid hiding in the barn. But they didn't tell me that I'd be doing it from horseback. Fortunately, the horse was a lot stronger, stronger, a lot smarter than I was, because he picked up from the first rehearsal. Okay, this is where I stop, and then I go about five paces more, and I stop here again. He had it down pat. I didn't do anything but hold the reins. Do you have any funny stories about meeting any of these uh, Disney leads in these films? Well, I was I worked with Dean Jones on the horse in a gray flannel suit. It started off. I'm barely in the thing, I think, in one shot. But uh, I was his dialogue coach for that show. Not that I've always said, I don't know what they call that job. I've seen it called dialogue coach, dialogue director. 
you neither really coach nor do you direct at all. And uh, we had a nice time. He's such a very nice guy, Dean was. And I guess he just asked for a dialogue coach to help him run lines in the morning. And you participated in animated films like Mulan and The Lion King 2, Simba's Pride, Howl's Moving Castle, which is one of my favorites. And your only credit is additional voices for these films. Can you, if if you could watch the film, would you be able to say, oh, that's me? Maybe rarely. Uh, I did a couple of dragon sounds that were just me and not not part of the crowd. Yeah, most of the time it was just uh, ADR stuff, you know. Fun days and... Of course, the other shows that I did, a lot of them with Kurt Russell, the computer wore tennis shoes was probably my biggest part, or maybe Million Dollar Duck. Uh, but that one with the Barefoot Executive, we shot out at Long Beach, and I was the cop driving the car. Well, the director wanted me to come as fast as I could toward the camera, hit the brakes and skid to a stop, get out and do my little scene with the bullhorn. And uh, <laughs> first time I did it, he said, well... You could have come a little faster. I said, okay. And the guys behind the camera were worried because they knew that I wasn't any <laughs> stunt driver. <laughs> and I screeched to a stop, pulled up just about two feet from the camera, got out and did my little scene. And they all applauded because they thought, we don't want this guy to do it again. <laughs> <laughs> so it was fun. And then when you see it in the movie, it was all for nothing because they used the shot from the top of the building looking down. And did you get to meet Walt Disney in person and get to talk to him for a little bit at any point? Uh, I did, yeah. Not we, we didn't have a whole, you know, we didn't have long conversations. But we had a group on the lot called the Disney Players. And it was formed to do one play a year. And the proceeds went to the John Tracy Clinic, which was Walt's favorite charity. I did, uh, we did The Happiest Millionaire because Walt specifically asked us to do it. And John said, oh, sure, sure, Walt, we'd be happy to. Uh, I don't know who he'd get for the lead, though. And Walt said, uh, uh, I'll call Brian Keith. It wasn't a musical, you know, it was just a straight stage play. I played the, uh, the John Davidson role. That's amazing. That must have been so much fun, though. Did you guys do that scene where your character flips uh, Fred McMurray's character yes, over? Yes, indeed, yeah. <laughs> and I had to flip Brian Keith over. <laughs> we had to uh, pad the rug, you know, on stage, uh, give him a little bit of softness to fall on. But his, we had his, uh, his friend who was a stuntman come over and we worked together to see exactly how I would throw him over my back and he would land safely without getting hurt. Uh, yeah, that was a lot of fun. Brian was a great guy to work with. He was really the nicest fellow. And now I have three Disney questions I always ask my guests. They're called the Fab Three. So we'll start with the Donald question, which is, what Disney film was one of your favorites that you'd always like to watch over and over again? Of course, everyone would probably say Pinocchio, and that's true. It was one of my favorites from when I was a child. Uh, Our goofy question, what Disney character do you think would be your best friend if you met them in person? (laughs) Probably Goofy. And, uh, of course, I knew Tony Pope when he was doing the Goofy voice, and I was doing Mickey for about 10 years. It was always funny because when we it was just for the records, you know, the LP partners and uh, Yankee Doodle Mickey and all of those. But uh, we'd go into the recording studio, and if the engineer hadn't worked with us before, he'd be going crazy in the booth saying, oh, you guys seem to be off mic. And we'd have to say, no, no, the short guy is Goofy, the tall guy is Mickey. And our Mickey question, speaking of Mickey, if I asked you to name any Disney song at this moment, what immediately comes to mind? Oh, 
wish upon a star, I would say. Well, I have to thank you so much for coming on our show, Peter. This has been a lot of fun, and I really hope we get to hear you more in the theme parks that they put you in another attraction or in a show <laughs> or in a movie. All right. Well, it's fun talking to you, Tammy. Here we go. Us bears, we do love nature and tramping through the woods. Us bears, we do love fishing every hour if we could. Us bears, we do love singing in country harmony. And if y'all won't join us, we'll chase you up a tree. Now that's real country. <laughs>